I told you guys I had something cool planned for Thursday. And it's Jerry Reynolds week. Of course, we kicked it off with Jerry himself Monday. And then we had Gary Gerald, the voice of the Kings, on Tuesday. Greg Lukenbill, the original owner of the Kings, on Wednesday. And then who, who else could I ask to talk about Jerry Reynolds and finish it out? The first star the Sacramento Kings ever had. The dapper, the debonair, the uh, wonderful guard, uh, Reggie Theus himself. Hello, Reggie. Hey, how you doing? So, Jerry's retiring again? <laughs> yeah. what, what, who do you think you are, Jerry? Tiger Woods? <laughs> he, uh, he, he insists he'll still be around. But uh, he he officially said that uh, he is stepping away from the broadcast booth, and we're reminiscing yeah. about him all week. And uh, you uh, you you knew him uh, very for a very long time, know him for a very long time, and yeah, I'm sure I'm sure uh, think the world of him much like we do. Well, I call him my old white haired dad. <laughs> you know, uh, tremendous guy, loyal to the bone. Uh, great one-liner guy. I mean, any, if there, anytime you want to make a joke out of something, all you do is have to talk to Jerry. Because no matter what you're talking about, he'll find a way to make a joke somewhere. And it, it, it's just in, in amazing. Uh, good coach. Uh, and, you know, sometimes coaching is not by reputation. Coaching is not necessarily losses. Coaching is how you connect with your players. And, you know, whether you're a coach on the, on the floor or you're coaching life, Jerry was both. Uh, and, you know, he did that for me. He, you know, as a coach, uh, I always tell this, I always say this because it just cracks me up. Uh, shortly after he got the job, he goes, okay, now what? <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes, all right, this is what we're going to do. Reggie, I'm going to give you the ball. You're playing the point. Don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, Cotton Fitzsimmons, who I had the pleasure of, of, of being coached by, was kind of the same way. You know, he had much more experience and, and, and a much more decorated coach, but he was one of those guys that um, – would talk to you about the game and, and keep things light, but you know he was very serious. And if you listen, you might learn something. And Jerry was the same, Jerry's the same way. He's the same way even when I talk to him today. So um, I, I'll never forget the bit of advice he gave me that toward the end of my career was, you know, so great for me. There was, there was two, two situations. One, he said, Reggie, you're getting older. And, you know, I was, I was still, I'm, I'm still relatively young in my mind. Of course. But you're of getting course. older. And, you know, if the jumper wasn't going, I always had a plan B, how to play, and I'd get the ball to the bucket. You know, I'd get to the foul line. I'd find a way to score. He, he said to me, he said, why don't you, you, you shoot 80-plus percent from the free throw line. When you're on an early offense and the defense is backing up, why don't you just pull up? and shoot a 15-footer instead of driving in there and getting the, getting the crap knocked out of you all the time. I go, you know, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, it, it, it probably enhanced my scoring, made the game simpler, and it, 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 I obviously didn't have to get the crap knocked out of me all the time. 
to get to the free throw line because my mentality was every time a guy was backing up, you just drive it down his throat till you till you get to the rim. But Jerry says at some point in your, in your career, you have to start to do things differently. And he said another thing to me. He says, I was always in great shape, um, you know, never had to worry about, you know, being physical because typically in the positions that I play, whether it's a point guard position or the two guard position, I was usually bigger than the other guys anyway. He, and he told me a story about John Havlicek. He said, Reggie, you know, John Havlicek, as he got older, every summer he would lose, you know, seven, uh, seven to ten pounds. And he would, as, as he got older, he would drop a few pounds to, to, to keep his body lighter, to keep the, the, the pressure off his knees, and to just feel good about himself. Uh, and after I had that conversation with Jerry, I, I dropped like nine pounds. I, found, I got a trainer. It was the first time I had a trainer in the summertime. And consequently, at the end of my career, as I got traded to Atlanta and kept playing with him and kept that mindset, I ended up my career averaging as many points as I did for my entire career. So I never lost a step. I never lost any part of my game. And I ended my NBA career, uh, you know, walking away from it uh, on a high and not really going, you know, guys go down the tube and they just, you know, they, they end up to the point where you, you call their name out to, for, for starting lineups and they roll themselves out in a wheelchair. You know, <laughs> right. I, didn't, I didn't have to do that. So all of that I, I attribute to Jerry uh, and his relationship, his friendship uh, has been long lasting. And, and I actually talked to him about a month ago. Um, so it's, you know, he, it'll be a friendship that will be forever. Reggie Theus joining us. And, and, and Reggie, one thing we've done and you're doing such a great job of, you're so good at this, is just communicating that, that warmth and uh, that camaraderie that you had with Jerry. And and I, I think a lot of times, Reggie, we as fans forget that these basketball players, no matter superstar or just a, a bench guy, are uh, a lot of times they're coming into the league. They're kids. They went to college. Yeah. They, and and you, you're you're an interesting, you know, you, you have such an interesting background. Uh, and, and right before your senior year, you lose your dad. You go off to Vegas. Uh, then you go into the NBA and, and you – roll into all these different situations, temptations, uh, pressures. And I, I got to imagine that having mentors and, and people you could talk to like Jerry along the way, it's, it's, it's invaluable in ways that we who haven't been there can't really understand. Yeah. Well, I, I guarantee you this. Had I been with Jerry earlier in my career, I wouldn't have made some mistakes that I made. <laughs> that, right. That, that, yeah. You know, great advice. Uh, it's just a great compliment, compliment to any coaching staff. And, you know, and, and Jerry was, uh, you know, he went, how many jobs did Jerry do at the Kings? Everyone. I mean, he, was, he did a little bit of everything, right? Right. You know, I, I know that when Jerry was, uh, when Jerry was, uh, you know, retired the last time, uh, you know, I came up for his, for his retirement and, and, and it was a great time. Um, you know, I was supposed to do, potentially some some games for the for the kings you know in in the uh in the postseason uh era not not the play-by-play -play stuff uh and then he unretired and the guy calls you and says eh, red you know <laughs> the icon decided not to retire so you know we're gonna have to x you out of those games i go jerry decided not to, to retire and i go you know what good for him right good for him right 
it, it, because I have that much love for him. Uh, it's that much warmth. Uh, and it's not about basketball. It's not about the coaching. It, it was really about the conversation. It's about knowing that I could trust him. And, and I think that most people around trusted Jerry like that. Uh, it made me a better basketball player. It taught me some things. And it, what it also did is it, it allowed me to take some of that with me as I became a coach later on in my life. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, you, you've coached the Kings, you've coached college, you, you've been around. You, you, obviously, we know you uh, more as a player just because you, you were, like I said, you were the first star we had. But then having you come home and be able to coach the team and seeing you be successful yeah. in college, uh, I people talk about the folksiness of Jerry. People talk about how funny he is and and, and how sweet of a guy he is. But, but Reggie. Uh, do, do people underestimate a little bit just what an awesome basketball, pure basketball mind the guy has? Well, you have to sometimes read between the lines with Jerry, and 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 Jerry would sort of keep most things fairly fairly light. But as I said earlier, if you listen, you might learn something. Mm. Um, and he, I think that that's why he was so good at so many things is because he really never went overboard. You know, he didn't take himself you know, so serious that, you know, he wore it on his, on his chest or on his shoulders. It was never about him. It was about what he was doing and the people around him. And that's what makes him special. Uh, a guy like that, uh, obviously, from an X's and O's standpoint, Jerry knows as much basketball as anybody. I mean, when you can coach, you can coach. It's, it's never uh, one guy knows more one guy might have a different way of communicating and really it's never really about how good a coach you are. It's how good the players are that you're coaching. Right, <laughs> Let's right, keep it real. Right. Okay. Um, so he'll never get the, the respect that he deserves as a coach. But I, for one, who, who's been a, a player, who's been an announcer, who's been a coach on every level, Jerry's way of doing things, is a really good way of doing it because it's about people. It's about relationships. But, you know, people, a lot of times people look at those things and because you're cracking jokes, because you're smiling, because you, you want to, you know, you want to keep things on an even keel, they also think that you're not tough. Jerry could be a tough SOB too when he wanted to, when he needed to. And it wasn't going to be belligerent about it but you weren't going to get your way either. So he, he's a tough-minded person that really believed in what he was doing, and he didn't have a need to beat you over the head with it. And, and, and that's what makes him special. And, and that's why he's been around so long. That's why so many people love Jerry. That's why I, don't, I, I can't think of anyone that could have anything bad to say about Jerry. Uh, and that doesn't, that doesn't mean that he's done everything perfectly. Of course, he would tell you probably, probably before anybody. Sure. And that was something, his humility was something that you could always take along with you. I, I think the ability to say, you know what, I wasn't very good today. I'll be better tomorrow. That's something that I learned from him. You know, if you make a mistake, it's not, it's not okay, but it's not the end of the world. Just don't do it again. Right. <laughs> you know, right. and that's, and he would laugh. Okay, so, okay, look, 
okay, you did this, you did this. It's not good. And here's how we're going to get better. Making a mistake is not the problem. Just don't ever do it again. And that's, but in, in, in its very simplistic form, that's really what life is all about. It's not just a lesson in basketball. That's a lesson in life. We're all going to make mistakes. You learn from your mistakes and try not to make the same mistake twice. And that's, that's really what he was all about. Reggie Theus with us, making me think now because you, you know, the, you mentioned it. You've played at the highest of high levels, coached, been a broadcaster. So you've seen all those angles. In fact, like, like Jerry with, with both coaching and broadcasting and being through both of those generations, Reggie, the way you and your teammates were back when Jerry was coaching, does that type of coaching, would, would that type of person work today? I'm asking you basically, do players have to be coached differently personality-wise than they did back when you played? Jerry's personality is perfect for today's players mm. because you're more of a manager than you are anything in today's basketball world. Uh, of course you coach, of course you teach, but uh, your relationship with your players, because players run the league now. Back then, coaches ran the league. Yeah. But it's something else I took from Jerry. Jerry was always willing to listen. He, 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 didn't, have, he didn't have much of an ego. Um, and, you know, when you talk to him today, and one of the things, if you listen to his broadcast, you know, the, the funniest, one of the funniest things about Jerry is how he talks bad about himself. Right. <laughs> you know? right. <laughs> yeah. He, he'll crack on himself before you get a chance to crack on him. Right. You know, and it's, you're, you're laughing. We're all laughing. It's true. But, you know, you, today's basketball players, athletes in general, are much softer emotionally. Uh, you, they need more attention. Uh, Jerry would be an absolute, you know, no-brainer uh, in today's world with his personality. They could t say seriously cruel things, and nobody would think twice. Jerry, I don't think I've ever heard Jerry speak poorly to anybody. You know, and, and, and I think that sometimes you, you learn this lesson uh, and people would always, you know, people who do a lot of speaking, uh, life coaches and things of that nature. Um, when you talk loud and you're yelling all the time, people tune you out. Right. When you talk lower, when you talk at an even kill, uh, people have a tendency to, to lean in so they can hear you. And, or uh, if he, because he's always such that even killed person. If he ever got mad, then you knew he was really he was really pissed. Yeah. So it, it you know his mentality, his his mindset, and the the, the way he is as a person uh, works. Whether you're on the basketball court, the corporate room, you know it it doesn't matter. It translates everywhere, and and he is the epitome of life mirrors sport because all of what he's about. He's shown you the blueprint to be successful, you know, and because and he's done all the jobs. And, and I don't think anybody ever said that he did a poor job when he was, 
you know, in management or doing the, doing this job or doing that job. I think everybody's always thought he's done a great job doing almost anything he's ever done. Reggie Theus with us. And Reggie, it's so fun to hear you talk about Jerry. And we've been talking about these, these memories all week long, as I told you, with Jerry Monday and, uh, and Gary Gerald Tuesday, Greg Luke and Bill uh, Wednesday, and now wrapping up with you. It's funny. With all of them, we somehow at some point somehow got to the old barn, Arco 1, 10,333. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it always comes up. And listen, I was, uh, gosh, I, think I was, <laughs> I was the, one of the first times I ever cried in sports as a kid was when you got traded, uh, to Atlanta. And I, I, oh, I wow. like a lot of, like a lot of people in this town. I mean, you were, you were our first. I mean, you, Otis, Mark Olberding, Joe Klein, you, yeah. you were our first superstar. But when you look back now, I don't know that they're ever going to make a barn like that. That one again, and, and I imagine uh, I, I imagine you still get goosebumps when you remember it. Well, I mean, I'm smiling because I've always done my best to to maintain a relationship with the organization, to be a part of Sacramento sports. Uh, I just love the organization, and I love the fans. Um, you talk about Luke and Bill. I mean, that was he, he was. He was so happy to have the team in Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, he was just just a regular guy. I mean, and he, you know, I, I remember him coming to a couple of functions in overalls. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> the plaid don't, shirts. Don't, yeah, don't get me started. And then, you know, and you have Gary Gerald. I mean, seriously. Yeah. The the bog the bogwan the the, the almighty. <laughs> The all-seen Bhagwan, right? You know, the Silver I mean, Fox. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the the relationships there, just you know, it's it, people. It's it's funny because, and I'll tell you something else that's interesting about that team. Most of us that played on that team are still friends today. Mm. We still see each other. We still hang out. We still call each other. Uh, myself, Mike Woodson, Lasalle. Otis, we all play golf together. You know, LaSalle doesn't play golf, but he comes out and he goes to the restaurant. <laughs> and he'll, meet, he'll meet us afterwards. <laughs> he, he's not going to miss that meal, that's for sure. Oh, man, you I know? think he'd crush a golf ball, though. Jeez. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah he, he probably could, but you'd never find <laughs> it. Would, it would be somewhere where you, you wouldn't want to look for it, that's for sure. <laughs> I love that but, you guys um, stayed together, though. That's so great that you maintained a friendship. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and our lives is crisscrossed. I mean, Eddie and I still work together. Uh, Mike Woodson and I, uh, you know, we play a lot of golf together. Uh, Larry Drew, who was a part of that, I coached his son at, at Northridge. Um, so uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's always been a family. I mean, think about Joe Klein, who also became a coach. Yeah. Um, you know, we, and when we have those, times where they bring the players back all the guys like to come back and it's always just great to see everybody me myself and brad miller we've gone on hunting trips together mm -hmm. we shoot our bows together i i i don't know if i could be one of the good old boys but you, know, <laughs> you better you have know. your beer drinking he, boots on when you're hanging yeah, out with brad yeah oh yeah no no he's got the beard and everything yeah. going he, he's 
he just becomes just a just an incredible redneck now. There's no doubt. <laughs> he's, there's, he just he came no out of the closet though. He was yeah, always that way. He, yeah, yeah. He's always been a redneck, but he's he's really really got wake up one now. Uh, uh, but you know, I think that most of the guys we all feel the same way about each other. You know, and uh, it's it's as a family uh, being a small town. Growing up, uh, you know, I've told this story many times, driving into Arco Arena in my car with my shotgun in the back of my Porsche, shooting pheasants on the way into into practice, you know, and and Jonesy would clean clean the pheasant up and have it it plucked and cleaned up by the time we got done with practice, I'd take it home, you know. Eating Arco Arena pheasants. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this was, you know, Arco won, so there was nothing out there. Nothing. But, but you know, wild grass and pheasants. Right, right. <laughs> so, and, and, and a profound effect on my life in general. I really got into archery and uh, hunting became a, a, a real part of my life. And, you know, I just a whole new group of people see and talk to. I just talked to a couple of my hunting buddies even uh, yesterday from Sacramento. So uh, it's been a a very strong part of my life. And Jerry and all the guys that you just mentioned will always have a place in my heart. And and I think that if you can say that about an organization, if you can say that about the people that you worked with, played for, got traded, got yelled at, you know, all these other things. uh, And later on in your life, they they become an intricate part of your stories and part of what you teach other kids that you run into, um, you know, it's a it's a positive uh, scenario all the way around. And and one would say, when you're done, you can look back and say you did good work, and that means everything, not just one area. That means everything in your life. Well, I can think of no better way to to wrap up Jerry Reynolds' week. We had. In uh, in Gary Gerald, somebody who observed him, in Greg Lukenbill, somebody he worked for, and and now uh, you maybe uh, maybe the most recognizable player uh, he ever coached, and all three of you one main thing in common. Uh, not a bad word to say about the man. Still have a relationship with the man, and uh, took a little part of who he is and tried to make it into yourself. So uh, thank you so much for for spending that time with us and and talking about our guy, Coach Reynolds. Well, it's an honor. To be honest with you, it's an absolute honor. And all I can say is, Jerry, stay retired this time. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your life. <laughs> you know, do the things you want to do with, with yourself. <laughs>